Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Thank you all for being with us. We have another positive to draw on. Uh, only a point, but a very good, well-earned point for, for us at Watford on Saturday afternoon. Plenty of positives picked through, as we will pick through them. Could have been three, could have been none. Um, one of those afternoons. Uh, well, so we'll pick through all that within in the next hour or so. Um, so thank you for being with us. Michael is with us first. How are you doing, Michael? I'm all good, mate. Thank you. You? Yeah, I'm very, very good. Do you want me to mention your shirt now? Should we get this out of the way that you're buzzing about shirt you're wearing? Why would you want to mention that? Well, you're wearing it for a reason. I thought you were looking for some attention. So I'm always looking for attention. That's why I do this, mate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. uh, Danny is with us. How are you doing, Danny? I'm all right. Thank you. How are we all doing, guys? Perfect. Thank you very much, mate. Good, and good. Kev Johnson's back with us. How are you doing, Kev? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. Very good. Good to have you with us. Uh, we'll start with you, Kev. You want to mention some shirts you've got to sort of raffle off and uh, raise some money for charity, money for charity, if I'm right in saying. Yeah, yeah, it's to, for Robin Mospis. Um, Sam Todd and the club's going to tweet some art tomorrow. We'll follow up. Basically, we've got some uh, match worn FA Cup shirts from the Ipswich game. So, crap game, but decent shirts. And then we've got six in total. We've got uh, Barlasser, Kioso, Humphreys, Lindsay, Ogbeni, and Ferguson. So, um, we're going to. Everyone's going to have a chance to win. We'll probably do some raffle or spin the wheel or something, and then if you want an auction, so everyone's got a chance, yeah? Well, so follow you on Twitter, Kev. Uh, they'll be able to find everything there in the next couple of days, won't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're not following Kev, go follow Kev, and we'll share it as well, as when it comes up as well. Yeah. Um, so, and we also, let's start the show with, with obviously, the tragic news of Henry Evans uh, passed away on, on Friday. We want to start this and get this well mentioned, Danny. Um, there's the Just Giving page has been set up by by his close family and friends, let's start 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 with with people want to help and donate to that. Do you have do you have the link for that? Uh, I can certainly get the link up for you guys. But yeah, um, <clears throat> I, I didn't know Henry personally. I'm going to put that straight out before we before we oh. start. But any help to his GoFundMe page just to give him you know just a nice send off would be much muchly muchly appreciated by all his friends and family. 
Um, I can't find the link just yet, but I will get the link and send it across and then we'll tweet it out. So anybody who's willing to help, whether it's two quid or five quid, just wherever you can. Um, I'm going to start by saying the tribute to him at Watford was absolutely class. That was fantastic. We got that sorted uh, and they got a picture of him on the big screen. And if there are any Watford fans that went to the game, thank you for joining in with the minutes applause and getting all four stands doing it. Um, and it was quite fitting the literally the minute after the minute's applause, we scored our first goal. Mm. So that was a nice bit of um, bit of a thing for him, wasn't it? Yeah, it were. Yeah, F- football's great at coming together at times at oh, tragic times. And I think, like you said, Watford deserves all the credit in the world for organising that at their own stadium and enjoying as well. So, and obviously thoughts and everything to his family as well. It's a very extremely tough time for them. So, yeah, thoughts with them. Um, mm. Right, let's talk about the game. Um, we'll start, there's loads of comments here about performances. Let's let's just start with the goal because it's just an easy place to start. No, let's start with the lineup because let's because there's mentions in there. There was one change, Mick. Tarek Fosu Kumit came in for Connor Washington. Um, we talked briefly about Tarek Fosu signing. He hadn't signed. When we did the last episode. Um, had Connor Washington start been there, he may not even started. Um, but it was exciting, and it was exciting to see Fossil come in. And we'll talk about his miss later on. But <laughs> it's very, very good to see an almost unchanged lineup. It would have been unchanged, all doing things we all wanted, which is probably on the this season. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things we've been kind of crying out for, particularly at back, in it, you know, for the last well, I don't know how long. Um, and and it's it, it only ever going to benefit you. Uh, to having a settled side and everything else, and, and like you said, Foster's come in um, in place of Connor Washington, who's wife's having a baby. So good luck to them, um, or congratulations, depending which way where where, where they are in the process, <laughs> <laughs> or commiserations. You know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> for those of those of us who've got kids, you'll understand that. Um, but yeah, he's, he's he's done really well, considering that he's only come in on Thursday, Friday. Uh, not had, a, had any meaningful training time with the squad. Um, he's fitted in really, really well uh, and, and had a good game and, and obviously was, I guess, got the assist for the goal, if you like. Um, well, we'll, we'll come with an assist. Um, so, so, yeah, um, good signing, as we thought. Uh, and I think he's probably got a lot more to bring. Mm. Yeah, I'd say, Kevin, it's an, un- an almost an unchanged lineup. More importantly, an unchanged back four, five, if you include mm. Victor. And it was obvious that that that, that, that would happen. It just looked the team looked settled, didn't it? From the first minute, yeah. it looked a settled team. And when that's one of the things that contributed to our bad run of form was they just looked unsettled, and it was just led into a good performance. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it, you're right. It just it looks so looks so looks so composed and comfy mm-hmm. back as well. There were there were a minute in first half, and um, I think it was Sarah or the other guy up front for Watford. Um, and Cameron Humphreys had a, a race with him one on one, and he weren't even he weren't even out of second gear. Cameron Humphreys, and he absolutely blitzed him. And I'm like, <laughs> they just they just look fitter. We look we look comfortable, and you know we can build on that. That I think that that's what Taylor had to get right the defence. So we were leaking goals, sort that out, and then build on that. You know, we get another one or two. We, we still obviously desperately need a striker, a goal scorer. Um, but yeah, so far so good. Mm. Very much so. Tom has in the comments saying, great result, performance was key. Yeah, correctly to Tom, who got the prediction right. He came on of last episode. Got the 1-1 one, one correct, so well done, Tom. Um, very well on that one. Um, <laughs> Shelley says... Did he back it, though? Did he back it at the bookies? That's what I want to know. 
Probably not. No. <laughs> Sp- speak, speaking of bookies, right? I have a bone to pick with Fozu <clears throat> because I just thought, you know what? I have a feeling he's going to score in this game, so I put a two quid bet on him to score any time. <clears throat> could have won twenty two, and then he couldn't hit a bull's ass with a banjo at that opportunity, <laughs> could he? I was fuming. <laughs> you weren't the only one that was fuming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Sarah C says very good point yesterday. Almost feels like a loss, though. Have have we been that good in the last two games, or have they just had two off days? Um, I sort of cover that now, Danny. For me, it's us. It's all down to us. The, these these are, these aren't Blackpool and Cardiff and teams like that. They were both third, both teams that we've played, and they both may say they had off days. I mean, Black they definitely had an off day, um, but we were the reason we've picked up four points from two games. I think. Anyway, what what, what, what do you think? Um, I'm inclined to agree. To be fair, I mean. Going into the Blackburn game, I don't think any of us were really that confident. And then this team turned up that we just didn't expect. And the same team turned up against Watford, I think. I think there was slightly less blitz about it because obviously Watford had a little bit of preparation because they've obviously seen the Blackburn game and how we played in that. So there was a bit more prep there. But, you know, some of the runs we were making and the and the football we were playing, it were like, this feels like the Rotherham team that we had before the World Cup, whatever they've talked about in the dressing room and, and applied onto the pitch, it's beginning to stick now. And um, even the even the goal that we uh, that we scored, you know, the build-up play to that was fantastic. It was a bit of a right place, right time for Ferguson, I will admit. But even with Fozzie's missed chance, just carved Watford open like I haven't seen for months. And I think it is now everything's just starting to stick and Taylor's getting in the players that he knows will improve us. And like we said before, Fozzo's only been here since you know Wednesday, Thursday, potentially. Maybe a bit more training time to that. But those three signings have made a huge impact. Like Morrison is a very good leader and organiser. Um, Hjelda has a little bit of that youthful inexperience there, but he's still a quality player. You know, he didn't really track his man on, on occasion uh, and left him out wide when he came narrow, but that's something you can fix in training quite easily. And then even with Fozu, instant impacts from Fozu. He just needed to round it off with, the, with that goal. Might have come a bit too soon for him, potentially. You know, He found himself there and he's like, oh my God, I get to score my, my debut and, and bottled it. Um, <laughs> but as a player, he's come in and he, he's really applying himself to that new front three that we're playing. And I think if we get in another wide player or when Washington's back from his from his missus having their second baby, having oh. Chio pushed out wide, I'm very excited about that front three. Can you imagine Fozu, Washington and Ogbeni as a front three? Factoring in having Eves coming back and Kelly coming back, who I think will suit that system as well. It's going to be quite interesting to see where we go what? with it now. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. It's crazy the positivity that we're now breeding and where we were 10 days ago. It's just unbelievable. Um, moving to the first goal, Mick. Um, at the turn of the year, Shane Ferguson had one goal for Rotherham United. Uh, now got two in two, as as it always happens. Um, but again, the goal, it was just like Kev says, it was right place, right time. The build, the shot from Fosser was deflected, but he, he just took the shot off. Um, but we was just. We look better, and Ferguson is, is almost epitomising how much better we are. He's had it on and off season, mostly off season, to be fair. But last week and this week, he's, he's been brilliant, and he's key. He's, he's so good, and he deserves his goal. 
Uh, absolutely, and, and and make no mistake, that is a clinical finish. That is, a, it's not an easy finish. He's t- he's taking the ball down, taking his time, and he's he's found the back of the net really, really well. That's a striker's finish, not a, not a left back's finish. Um, so, but yeah, he's been he's been key to the way we played, um, and 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 absolutely, it is the level has gone up tenfold from from when he's been playing as a defender. Um, so you know whether that's his natural position or not. Well, it clearly is his natural position, whether whether he knows it or not, <laughs> or whether it's been sort of that's where he's been played previously. But yeah, um, excellent performance from uh, from Shane Ferguson for the for the past two games, and, and long may that continue. The problem with the problem with it, with him is is that he's he's, he's made a glass in he? and um, yeah. you know is he going to see out the next three or four games without another injury? Time will tell, I guess, but hopefully he does. Mm, yeah. Jalen Simpson says, he was, is he still linked with Charlton based on the last two performances? I hope not. Yeah, I mean, again, 10 days ago, more than that, Kev, we were saying that Ferg is probably on his way out. He won't get in the minutes right. he wanted. Um, he needs to go back down to League One and play, but where do you sit now? We need more players around him because Lex has got issues with the staying fit, but you'd be a bit silly to let him go now, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. I think um, the goal he scored, against Blackburn, you could see how much it meant to him and all the, the squad. Even Victor ran the length of the pitch to give me. It. It, it's clearly a, it's clearly a character in someone you want in dressing room. And the money chat we're talking, I think fifty grand or something, we had anything. It's not. It's just literally not worth not worth doing. And like that like mixes. I'm not. I'm not convinced he is. That is natural. He is a striker. Um, I mean, he don't even look like a footballer, let alone a striker. Let's be right. When he's running, you think, how is he a footballer? But. Yeah. but He's he's doing it, and I, maybe maybe left wing, you know, cutting in part of that mm. front three. Um, but yeah, long may it continues. We we could, we can't let him go now. There's no way. There's no way he's gonna go. No way. Yeah, I agree. Completely agree. Charlton um, have signed a left back. Uh, like it was announced after their game <clears throat> on Saturday. Right. Is that um, Matt Penny? Yeah. Yeah, so they've signed Matt Penny, so he's like, well, that's Ferguson, stay with us then. Because <laughs> we've obviously found a job for him, which is on that left side, or even interchangeable onto the right side as well. So, I say fair play to Fergie being interchangeable. Yeah, and to fair, Danny, let's give credit to Matt Taylor where, where, wherever we can, and to just put him there. We played against Ipswich mm. and did okay. Um None of us would have predicted to play Shane Ferguson. He played on the right yesterday for the most part. Nobody would in the world would have said that's where you should play him. But Matt Taylor was either brave enough or whatever. And he deserves a lot of credit for, 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 for persisting with him as well. Yeah, definitely. I think um, the overlap that Ferguson and Helder have on the left side certainly works that we saw against Blackburn. Um but even on that right side, Ferguson does look comfortable. And I think that is a bit of his experience. You know, it's a bit of a, all right, I'm doing the same job just on the other side, mm. you know. Um, but it, it seems weird that we've got the left-sided player with the right foot and then we've got the left-footed player playing on the right. Um, again, it worked. And fair play to Matt Taylor for probably instilling it into training a little bit because he knew about um, Washington's missus having their second child. I'm told it's not happened yet. Um, but anyway, is this your so, new in the know thing? You're in the know whether the Washington's yeah, are a kid Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> Matt. It's, it's called reading Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's probably had a look at training and gone, right, Chio in the middle, probably the only option. And then Ferguson mm. pushed out, right, he could have brought Bramall in. 
um, or even West Harding onto that right hand side, but it persisted and it worked. And I think because of Ferguson's set piece delivery ability, like Vallas is good, but Ferguson, as the commentators keep saying, has a wonderful left foot. It just gives you that bit of summer else. And um, it's worked. And I mean, he scored with his left foot, did he? Um, yes. Against Watford and against Blackburn. Um, so, yeah, wonderful left foot with Fergie. I can see why Taylor's looked at him and gone, there's a place for him in this squad. And he has probably found it. It's playing that advanced three role, which I believe he plays for Northern Ireland. Because they they play with a, 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 a forward three, I think. Um, but if the Northern Ireland national team tweets out about Ferguson playing well in a position, it's like, yeah, he is playing well. <laughs> Um, Shelley IFC says Matt Taylor almost like he was crying in his interview yesterday the guy's clearly passionate and clearly wants several more through the door hopefully it's some exciting times ahead yeah I'm, again we'll stick with giving Matt Taylor a bit, a bit of credit for a few minutes Mick because after, after all stick we I mean you have given him over the past month or so um, mm-hmm. it, it's he is the one that, behind all this obviously the players have played well but he's, he's changed formation he's given ballast and the captaincy is he's doing all these little great things and we're maybe now sort of seeing his qualities, maybe even more now than we were before the World Cup. I think, I mean, I, I for one, gave him a load of stick. Um, and, and for me, I still I stand by the stick that I gave him at the time because I think the way he changed the team and the way that we were playing was wrong. However, he's, 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 he's man enough and big enough to have seen, recognised that there's an issue and altered it. Um, and, and that... That is excellent. That is absolutely what we're what we're after. The previous management team probably wouldn't have done that, you know. Um, maybe they would. Maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. But he's obviously recognised that there's an issue and he's addressed it and he's addressed it reasonably quickly. Um, so absolute hats off to him. Um, you know, he's he's taken what he's had and he's improved it. Um, I still disagree with the comments he made after that Millwall game um, and. To be fair, the last two games have proved that what was not right. Uh, but he's taken it on chin and, and, and altered it, and fantastic. Uh, and if we carry on playing like this, it's all we can ask for. It's all anybody, any Rotherham United supporter wants is to see the performances that we've seen in those last two games um, and, and the results. I, I'm not going to say the results don't matter but clear, because clearly they do, but the results will come. Um mm. So and, and if they don't and when they don't come, which they you know there's going to be times when they, when we when we do lose games, it won't be there'll be no criticism after the game um, because we know that they'll have put in the effort that they've put in, in these last two games and you can get a criticise after that. So hats off to Matt Taylor for for the changes that he's made. I think that's really really good, a really good sign that he's he's a he's a progressive manager and, and willing to listen. Yeah. Um, oh. Paramount UK says, I agree with Mick for once, which makes me feel a bit uneasy. John S says that he never liked the last manager because he changed like for like. I assume he did like previous manager, but he didn't like because he often changed like for like. Matt Diller changes things as needed. He has done so far, to be fair. Not always for the better, because we mentioned the systems, but he, he is open to change, which is which you need to be in football. To be fair, you've got to be able to do that. Um, let's talk about the goal conceded, Kev. Um, Yelder lost the ball halfway up the pitch, uh, and the yeah. guy that Watford have just signed from Benfica. Um, yeah. 
went through <laughs> and scored. I mean, there's a bit, there's a bit of blame in a few different areas, but it, for me, I'd, the Miss Yellow has obviously been a mistake. But I almost don't mind the mistake because it's a positive mistake. He was trying to get oh. in a good area. Yeah, it's just misplaced pass, but it's still frustrating. Yeah, yeah, it is. And um, I think Ronnie Moore tweeted that after the game. They showed a clip, of, and he were right. Someone just bring him down. Just take a yellow. Just just chop him down. Mm. Um, and that's but and but we, we held off a bit. We stood off, and to be fair, he, he, he scored a cracker goal into. But that's that's. That's, that's what happens when you sign someone from Ben Peek, I suppose, <laughs> for a week. Or... <laughs> but, yeah, it's disappointing to concede. But, I mean, they had, they had, they had other chances. Um, Victor Lofts, they had the post and crossbar. Um, we had chances. The, the one in um, first half, Barlass's shot, it read in the top corner and their goal, they pulled the worldly off. Um, yeah, disappointing to concede that goal. But, like I said, uh, Elder made, made a mistake. Um, personally, I'd have liked one of them just to have gone through back room and Took Yella and that didn't happen. But yeah, moved on. And they held on after that. I, 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 I didn't really feel um, threatened by Watford. And they are an absolutely quality, quality team um, all throughout the park. I mean, that Sar up front and the other guy. I mean, he only held him 35 million a few months back. Yeah. <laughs> it's mad. Yeah, we did. They had, they had one chance. We had one chance. It sort of evened itself out, to be fair. Um, mm. Let's go back, Danny, and briefly just mention the kerfuffle just before half time. Uh, Fergie got a yellow card. Backman got a yellow card. It was all, it were all a bit pathetic, to be honest with you. Um, thoughts? Did you, do you think the referee got it right? I think you both yellows or Backman a little bit lucky? Um, if I'm being honest, lads, I only listen to it on audio because I don't have a dodgy box. Um, <clears throat> but from but from how Toddy described it, it just sounded like a little bit of, like you said, pathetic and a bit of handbags. And from how it was described, it just sounded like the referee going, right, grow up, I'm going to book the pair of you, move on. And, yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. And if I'm being honest, I think the referee did an OK job. You know, he didn't yeah. fall for any of Watford's yeah, dark arts, shall we say. <laughs> um, and... Just got on with it. It's like with, with Sar going down in the box, it is just like, no, get up, carry on. Yeah. And didn't fall for it. I, I heard the thing of, you know, we could be in for a tough second half because they're trying to get in the referee's head already, but nothing came of it. So yeah. fair play to the referee. I mean, he's had his spells have been very inconsistent, but in that game, got it on. Fair play. He did make, and I'll let you come to the dark arts issue. I will bring this into the one conversation, but. I thought the referee had a really good game. I thought he was basically consistent. Um, he, didn't, he wasn't given one way or the other. He, he let it flow a lot. He, this referee seemed to use the early season guidance of letting it flow, which I thought I thought was really, really impressive. And I think he got every single one of the penalty claims. Hang on. Yeah, I, 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 it calls me to say, obviously. Um, <laughs> it, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. I thought, I thought the referee yesterday was excellent. Really did. Um, initially, I thought the headbutt in, in inverted commas on uh, Shane Ferguson was a red. I think uh, when when I seen the replay, clearly not. Shane Ferguson's done what Shane Ferguson can do and, and cheated basically, throwing himself on the floor, clutching his face. Um, there's, there's, there's little to no contact. Having said that, you know, and, and somebody put this on Twitter today. I, I can't remember who it is, so I'm, I'm nicking somebody else's. Comment here, but you know, if the goalkeeper went down that easily, that if all we needed to do was just boot ball at him and it ended up in back at net, wouldn't we? You know what I mean? It, it, it was ridiculous. Um, so but he dealt with it very, very well, and he dealt with all the rest of the 
it's not dark arts, Danny. It's cheating. He dealt with all the rest of the cheating um, <laughs> really, really well. Um, I mean, Saar, what a waste of space that lad is. What an absolute waste of space. What a waste of talent. You know? <laughs> He's such a fantastic footballer. There's no doubt about it. He has got so much going for him. He's, he's so talented. And, and he sees, it, it, you know, all he did yesterday was try and throw himself on the floor, constantly throwing himself on the floor, cheating. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's embarrassing. And, and, you know, the referee absolutely nailed it as far as, the, as, far as that sort of behaviour was concerned. So hats off to Mr Webb. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Kev, do you think, in terms of getting it right, do you think any were sort of over the line where he should have pulled it up for a booking for diving, or do you think he just got it right by sort of playing on? I think, yeah, I think it, it probably frustrated them more by just playing, just getting on with it and playing on. Um, they, I had the uh, Watford iFollow commentary on, and um, their, their team actually said that the Watford mm-hmm. team will make it very easy for him to make decisions because they're going down that easy. Even if they, even if they had a stone wall, like that Ishmael Star one, there were a bit of contact. But because mm. it goes down so easy every time, referees are not falling for it. So they're almost the worst enemy by doing that. Yeah, um, yeah I think he, he, he got him sussed. He didn't fall for any of the theatrics. And um, like Mick says, he had a fantastic game. One of the best refs I've seen, to be fair. Completely agree. Mm. Um, back to the goal. Mike, the Miller, Daniel, come to this one, says Victor could have done better. Um, I think Victor was maybe surprised he shot so early. It looked like he was just going to carry on with his run mm. to defend mm. Victor a bit, but... Victor's his own worst critic, I think, and I'm sure he'll think he should have saved it. Yeah, um, when I watched the extended highlights back um, earlier today, I I thought initially, mm, yeah, Victor could do better, but when you watch it a couple of times, it's a bit like, oh. well, everyone could do a little bit better with closing him down. But in those positions, you don't expect him to shoot. And their player, who, again, I'll know from Benfica, like... <sighs> Um, but you don't you don't expect him to shoot there. You expect the the space on the right hand side. You expect him to try and occupy that space. But he's let one rip and he scored. You know it's a proper daisy cutter of a shot. Mm. And I really do think it's just caught everybody out. Um, I thought Helder could do better um, with you know with his pass to lose possession in the first place. Uh, I think people could have gone to the ball quicker. But in those situations, you know, you get this organised, push your hands back just a little bit and then uh, occupy their men and don't let a through ball come through. But we've just given that little bit of space on the right-hand side. He's yeah. seen the opportunity and he's took it and it's just caught everybody out. Yeah, Victor can do better. He could have got down quicker. I'm sure he's watched it back and said that to himself as well. Um, it's just a moment of quality that's caught us out. Like how many times have we said that in the championship as well? A moment of quality that's caught us out in an otherwise very good game. But if you'd have said one-one at the at the first whistle, we'd have all took it, wouldn't we? Yeah, percent. Two points um, we gained from Watford this season. The team that came down from the Premier League. Like, oh yes, please. Yeah, there's not many teams will play Watford twice and not lose to them this season. Um, so that's that's a good that's a good sort of benchmark for us. Few other a few comments. Sean Hensby says the clear the air meeting and the bridge building between Teal and the players is really paying dividends. And it seems to be absolutely. Uh, Andrew Kelly says we're playing with confidence now. You can see it in the players' attitude. Uh, and John S says you would have accepted three from uh, from these top top these two games. Sorry, uh, before I went into them, we've obviously ended up with four points, which is obviously very very good. Um, let's move on to some more individual performances, Mick. 
Uh, let's start with the Rathbone because it's not the Rathbone. Um, we had a message from the guys who spoke on the previous episode from the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast, and they thought that Ali Rathbone was outstanding and that he was a constant irritation to them. Um, and that's, that's Ali Rathbone for you. Uh, I thought it was once again, he was as good as he were against Blackburn. I thought it was everywhere all the time. I said to you, I think that he's, Matt Taylor's now just seems to have taken the shackles off Ollie Rathbone and he's yeah. just everywhere. He's just a joy to watch. He is and, and his dad's quite to, he's quite uh, prominent on social media, isn't he? And I'm sure that the, the term constant irritation will be something that, that he's very familiar with. <laughs> um, because I'm sure that he has been a constant irritation throughout all his life. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's a fantastic way of describing him. Um, and, and I don't know, how much, I'd love to see his stats, how much mm. how much of that field that he covers during a, during a game. But geez, he, he's just, he's, he's absolutely everywhere. What, what seems to me to have, have developed in his game, though, is, is his use of the ball. You know, it was it was just under the old old regime. He was just ratting about, you know, breaking up play and and not really having a massive amount of impact on the game in terms of you know distri- his distribution and and everything else. But for me, over the last few games, it seems to have it seems to have developed that part of it. Um, and 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 his use of the ball is really really good as well. He's, he's just improving game after game. Um, we need to get him tied down pronto. Definitely, um, because he's he is as comfortable as anybody at this level. Um, mm. No question about it. Uh, and it, it's just it must be an absolute pain in the backside for uh, for the opposition. You must dread to see him on his name. <laughs> on team yeah, he epitomises what we want, Kev, and and that's again what's so important. We just want you to work hard, run around the pitch, work hard. He's got the quality ties into it as well. That's why all, we all we all take to him so much, and why the opposition know him so much because they want time, they want to settle there at home, and they want they want a moment just to you know catch the breath and just go again. And he just didn't let him for a minute. It was just brilliant. No, yeah, and that, that's what he does, isn't it? And like, like you said, his, his shackles have been off, and I, I think the way Taylor's now got him playing this new formation, it's given him much more freedom yeah. to 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 do that in, in the middle of the park. And as Mick points out, his distribution's a lot better. His, his scoring, um, he's, he's just he's just getting better and better and we, we do make sure right, we need to tie him down to a new deal ASAP because there's going to be people sniffing about him 100%. Um, not sure, I'm not sure he can play at a much higher level yet but certainly one for future. Like Your top level championship clubs will all be wanting him um, to join up. But yeah, he's, he's, he's just improving every every week and that's, that's that, like I said, that's all we can ask from from the team and especially Rathbone um, to, to chuck everything at it and he does I'm disappointed he didn't get booked, though. I'm going to get booked. I'll be disappointed. Is it even, is it given, isn't it? Is it given for that? Yeah, yeah. Can do it. Poor, poor from him. Jelly um, <laughs> seems to agree. We need to get him signed up. Yeah, there are 18 months because that runs out contract end of next season. Um, but this is this is one of the things we've sort of mentioned previously, Danny. That one of the things that we need to get better at as a club is essentially securing our future income. Because if you sign him up on an extra couple of years contract, if somebody wants him, at some point they're going to have to pay the cash for him. This and and also as a massive benefit, he's, he is an exceptional footballer to the team as well. Mm. Um, it should be done. Hopefully, because if we go down, he's not going to sign a new contract. That's that's where we are, and that, that's one of the reasons it's so important to get sorted now. Yeah, it is. And this season, Ollie's come on leaps and bounds in terms of 
applying himself as a footballer. Um, and if we do stay up, <clears throat> we'd be silly not to put a new contract on the table for him. Because like I say, it secures future assets in terms of financial things for us. But also it secures one of our better players in midfield. Um, I, I know when the previous manager was here, he, um, <clears throat> excuse me, he had the laugh and a joke of he's um, he's replaced six foot seven Matt Crooks with five foot two Ollie Rathburn, and he says I'm five five actually. Um, <laughs> but he's a different breed to Crooksy. He just mm. applies himself so much more. You know, he runs about more and he gets in the faces, and he's got that fiery temperament that's passionate for the team, and he gets stuck in, and he's. I just like him. I just like him as a footballer. He's one of those footballers where you just can't quite pin on why you like him as a footballer, mm. but you just do. And I honestly think it could be of the Frecklington persuasion in terms of influence on the football team. Mm. It's a bold statement, I know. But it's I a big shout. I, <laughs> I can see it. Well... I, there's, there's definitely a Frecklington, Frecklington bit to him. Frex was probably better on the ball, and it was a much more of a goal threat. But I, there's, there's there are huge comparisons there. I, I do agree. Um, Stephen Thomas mentions on the uh, the Crooks. Ollie, Ollie is a different player to Crooks, and Stephen Thomas thinks better. Uh, and on the contract situation, Pam by UK says we need to start thinking long term. Yeah, we do. We need to start looking ahead wherever we possibly can. Um, <laughs> Moving on to a couple more players, Mick. I'll give you give you fair whack. Do you want to have a talk about a dolphin, or do you want to, I'm going to pick me back to you? No, a dolphin. Oh, yeah. you go. So it's Kev because I know you're not a fan. <laughs> I am now. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I've I've always liked Akima Dolphin. I, I really do like him, and and I and I genuinely think he's got something to give, something to bring to the table at this level. Uh, but I think he is a player that needs game time. Uh, I don't think he's one of these that you can just drop in and out. Um, and and he was he was again a bit like Holly Rathbone, but not not quite. Well, nowhere near as much actually. But in in the same vein, he was everywhere yesterday. You know, breaking up play, um, sort of almost Jamie Lindsay esque in that in that respect. Um, in, I don't think he won a header, but we talked about it because we watched the game together, Matt, and we talked about it at the time. He's not really there to win that header. He's there to there to disrupt that ball going up there and, and for someone else to win the second ball and it that really, really well. Um I, I think he's got a lot to offer to this team. I oh. genuinely do. Um and and he's deceptively quick as well. Um mm. so really, really impressed with Akima Doffin and, and I hope that he gets a decent run in the side because if he does, I think he'll he'll prove some of the doubters wrong. I genuinely I genuinely think so. Mm. Yeah. And to be fair, Kev, when the first few games are starting, Nick's right, he needs game time because he, he was he was and again we're talking about Ollie Rathbone being a sort of epitome of how, how we are now. A Dolphin were a bit of a epitome of how we were playing. He just wasn't working for him yeah. last week and this yeah. week. Maybe it's the goal last week, you know, he gets a goal, get it, but gets a bit of confidence. Mm-hmm. He looks a completely different player. Yeah, totally. Uh it, it just seems a bit a bit of a luxury at the beginning of the season. Um and I I, I do regret tweeting that he's worth passing the it was a bit harsh, but I, I totally agree with Mick. It's all about game time. He never, he, he's not, he's, he's been here over a year now, and he's, he's never really had a run of games. And I mm. think that's what needs a bit. And, and you know, the last last few games, he has been, he's been brilliant. So yeah, long may that continue. His, his link up play with Chio at, at, at Watford were fantastic. There were a couple of occasions they were lucky on a few flicks and turns. And if it, 
bit more luck that he'd have been in a couple of times. Um, but yeah, he's he's growing on me. Let's leave it at that. He's growing on me. Kev, just sort of just reassessing it like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The one sort of person to feel sorry for, Danny, I suppose, it is Jamie Lindsay. Because the guy's not really done much wrong. And now he's in a situation where if, if we continue playing in similar ways, there, other than injuries, there's no way back into the team for him. And I feel really sorry for him. Yeah, I do, I do as well. I mean, he's found himself in these situations before. Ante, I mean, last yeah. season was the big one where we had um, Barlasser, Rathbun and Wiles and then Lindsay on the bench. But Lindsay probably understands that and knows to make his impact when he's called upon or when he's brought on just to reinforce midfield. I mean, look at um, when we played Doncaster, for example. You know, he came on, reinforced it and then got a goal out of it. Um, and I think in this division, it's, it's going to be sort of similar now. Um, especially with Wilesy out injured for the rest of the season. Um, it's going to have to be Lindsay called upon when we need that extra body in midfield or just when someone's flagging and they need swapping out and stuff. And Lindsay is the man to do that. He's a proper professional, gets his head down, gets on with it and gets stuck in with it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we all know how good of a footballer he is and it's really gutting not to see him in the starting eleven because it's like the midfield of Rathburn, Barlasser and Lindsay you know, really does excite you. But at the same time, a Dauphin offers that something a little bit different, slightly more defensive inclined, even though he does like to push forward at times. And I think if you had to swap anybody out of the three, it'd be Rathburn, if I'm being honest. To swap Rathburn and Lindsay out, like if Ollie's had a game where he's absolutely blitzed himself, to bring him out, let him rest, bring Lindsay in, fair enough. Um, but yeah, Lin- Lin- Lindsay knows the game. I think, and he's still committed to us. He signed a new deal uh, not too long ago, didn't he? Mm. Um, so, yeah, Lindsay, keep, keep your head on it, son, and you'll be right. I said son is older than me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Harry Coates said we still need more bodies in the middle of the pitch. Yes, we do. Um, but that's the most... So we'll talk about rumours. There's no more rumours to talk about at the minute, probably. Um, on transfers, Michael Miller says, we just we just don't need the rug pulled from under our feet with Barlas and Benny leaving in the next week or so. Let's all mention that, Mick, now that I hope and I expect, based on what Matt Tiller said about Rob Scott and how we all think Rob Scott works, I would have expected some replacements to be lined up for those two mm-hmm. in the worst-case scenario that the, those figures are hit uh, in their transfer budget. So that, that's, 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 that's where assumption we're making, isn't it? It is, it is, and and you know, there's there's still a chance that they're going to go. There's still a chance, and 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 I wouldn't blame either of them 
if they did go, um, you, you just can't because they need to be playing at a higher level than they are at the moment. And we and given the short the the, the length of their careers, they need to be earning more money. And, and if they've got that opportunity, then they should they should accept that. No question about it. Whether they will go is another matter. I think um, mm. whether the club will, will just hang on, keep them while the summer, keep us up, and then let them go on a free. There's a there's a strong argument either way, you know, to to, to either do that or just to take take half a million, a million pounds for 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 each of them, um, and 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 hope that you can uh, you can stay up. So we've got it. We've we, I think we're all resigned to the fact that both of those two players will leave, and both of those two players will play at a higher level. I think we're all resigned to that fact, um, and and what will be will be. You know, if they go in January, they go in January. I am absolutely sure, as you say, that Rob Scott and 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 the team will have will have be eyeing up some sort of replacement. I don't think. Well, you never know. Do you? you might end up with somebody better. It's possible. Um, but players like Dan Barlasser are, are are few and far between. They really are few and far between. Um, and. Whether we're getting ready to replace him is is another matter entirely. Chio not not quite so much. Chio is not as irreplaceable. I'm not. You know what I mean. I don't mean neither of them are irreplaceable, but Chio is easier easier replaced than Dan Barlasa for me. Um, if they go, they go. If they don't, fantastic. Um, they'll 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 contribute massively to keeping us in this division. Yeah, I agree. Um, Carl Scott says, I can't see us letting them go. Staying was worth more to the club, but they're both put together. Yes, it is if you stay up. If you keep them both and then go down, you've lost the transfer money and you've lost the money of staying up. That's that's the risk that you run. Um, it paid off last season with Smithy Nicky. That's the question, is it going to pay off this time? Uh, Oliver Wright wants to know, who's on the back of your shirt, Kev? Back of this one? Yeah. Oh, it's there. Ah, Mr. Don Ball. Uh, David Ball, not Don Ball. David Ball. Yeah. <laughs> Different ball. Um, yeah, I think I agree with that, Nick. Um, let's talk about Chio a minute, Kev, because I thought he, he moved into the central role where he, he was great on the right last week, moved into the central role. I thought it was really good. I think I thought, I know he didn't score, but I thought that was one, one of his best overall performances as a striker. The mm. three, the three as a three probably helped him, to be fair. Um, but if that could work going forward, if we need to, that's going to work going forward. Yeah, yeah, and I think again it goes back to what Matt Taylor's done with the change in the formation. It's given him a lot more space, and even though he was scoring more goals beginning of the season, weirdly, he's looking, he's looking more of a threat. Um, and I can out of the two, I can, I, I could see Chio staying, um, and because I think it probably middles will be losing today. Mm-hmm. Probably means they'll be back on phone tomorrow. We're probably one point two, one point three million. So and if that comes in, he's got to take it. I, I love mm. I love Dan Balas. He's fantastic. Like Mick says, they've got a short career. They've got to earn the money. Um, so you go. But I think Chio. I'm not sure what. I mean, what what would we get for him? He won't won't get as much as Balas. If it's half a million, I really would say I'm not letting you go, mate. You're gonna you're gonna take a bit of a gamble and try and keep you. And I, I I don't think I even if we kept both of them, I don't think I will stay in the summer. So mm. we're gonna lose them at some point. Um, but. Yeah, Benny, I thought it was fantastic against Watford. Um, like I said, we had Doffin, he linked up really well with him. And Ferguson, when he switched sides. Um, he's just a threat, isn't he? He's just, yeah. he's, just, he's just so much pace. And defenders sometimes don't know what to do with him. Um, yeah, he's just, he's, he's doing well. 
Yeah, it's hundred um, percent. Let's talk a bit more about Tarek Fosu, Danny, and the chance, the chance that he missed. Um, he had too much time. I can't find the comment now, but he just had too much time in his hands, um, and I just, I just assumed that he panicked because he could not have wished for a better opportunity. He just needed lifting, and it would game. Yeah, um, I said before, I think the opportunity came to him just a little bit too quickly. Um, you know, you're on your debut, you've quite clearly seen that he's done well, and then he's got this opportunity, and obviously his eyes have lit up, and he's tried to control the ball and place it, and it's like, no, just put your left foot through yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it just comes yeah. to him, and all it needs is the, just the left foot, bang, and it's in that side of the goal, or it misses. You know, but he tries to steady himself and place it, and Fair play to Daniel Backman, who was very good all game. Mm. Um, he gets his handle, angles covered, and the Watford defence cover that right side of the goal. So even if Backman missed it, they would have cleared it off the line, I think. Um, but that'll be something for Fozzie to learn. If that opportunity ever does present itself again, he just knows to get some sort of contact on it with his left foot, and it's probably in. Um, but yeah, that's why we all feel so disappointed that we didn't get three points out of this because we were th- we were there, yeah. and unfortunately, it's come to the lads who who made his debut probably came too quick, like I said, and unfortunately, Tyreek, you've bottled it, mate. You know, <laughs> that's, that's all you can say. He's, he's, he's bottled it, but at, the same, but at the same time, his head didn't go down from it. His head, his head came straight back up and he cracked on with it. And if he's that sort of player where he doesn't let things like that affect him and gets on with his game, he will be a very, very, very good player for us during his time. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I agree. And I think Mick, that's that was a big part of yesterday's game against Blackburn. We nothing came back at us. It didn't matter. Yesterday it came back at us, and it came back as good as what we gave, and we conceded the goal. And if that was us three weeks ago, we lose three one probably. We lose three or four one. It got we we do not get anything out of that game. Mm. But even after they scored, I know they had an opportunity or two, but so did we. You know, it mm. wasn't suddenly our backs against the wall. And, oh my God, we're holding on for a point. I thought we managed the game. People don't like the word phrase game management, but we managed the game so, so well. And there was just no drop-off in confidence. The heads didn't go to the floor. I think that was really, really important. That's massive. It's absolutely massive, isn't it? Because as you rightly say, you know, two weeks ago, that had been 3-4-1-5-1 to, to, uh, to Watford. No question about it. It could have been four apiece. Could have easily yeah. been 4-4 that game yesterday. Um, and, and, and a neutral wouldn't have batted an eyelid at that. You know, because it, that would have been a fair result. One-one was a fair enough result, um, but but the key was, as you as you rightly point out there, you know, when we when we conceded that goal, the heads didn't go down. Everything remained the same, um, and and that's massive. That's massive because it's an indication that the confidence is there, and and the, the, not only the confidence in their each individual's play, but the confidence in the process, in in the in the way that we're playing, um, and in the in the ability of the squad as a whole. So. I, I mean, for me, that, that it was an excellent performance, and you wouldn't, if, if again, as a neutral, if you came from from another country, not knowing where teams were in the league, you wouldn't have been able to pick out which one was third and which one was fifth bottom. I, I genuinely don't believe you would. But I mean, I've got my rugby night respect for that, so I suppose, I suppose. But the the there's certainly, you know, you, if. You're not going to say that one squad, one of that squad of players, is worth 70, 80 million, and the other one's worth three bob and a blackie's egg. You know what I mean? Um, 
it, it's just not it, that, that 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 golfing class that the that the finances say is there is not there. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, come on, do a quick mention to the to the Super two central defenders, Kev. Sean Morrison's first ninety minutes in nearly a year. Um, Cam yeah. Humphreys playing the back four for the second time this season. They've already seemed to have struck up a really, really nice relationship, those two. And they seem to complement each other well. Like I mentioned, Humphreys has got that pace to be able to yeah. mop up. He's almost a guy like a guy mopping up Woody's mistakes a few yeah. years ago. And it's, yeah. it's sort of, it's, and the Wooden Morrison's got the experience that we all wish we had. Yeah, um, Morrison, he does need that. I remember at the Blackburn game, even though he had a decent game against the Blackburn, you could mm. see how. A bit sluggish and not not in match fitness. Um, I think we'll in three or four games time we'll be talking. I think it is is a class sign. Is you know he clearly knows how to um, lead from the back. And like like you said, you've got Humphreys playing alongside him and does exactly that role. He mops up. He hmm. uh, Morrison's not the quickest guy. Cam Cam Humphreys is. Um, and it just it just works a treat. Um, I mean, if we get I can't. I, my mind's gone blank. The left the left winger who's been playing amazing. Um, left back, sorry. Really yelled quick. Up. No, before I yelled oh. up. Bramall. Bramall. He's, he's, even, he's even quicker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even quicker. Get, get him a little. I mean, when it, obviously he's going to have to fudge Helder from the team now, but he's really lucky as well to, to be out of the squad. I thought he's been probably... After the Burnley game, um, mm. Burnley were talking about... Obviously, there were links with uh, Wiles at the time, and um, they were like, no way, it's... it's it's him we'll have to. We were mm-hmm. like him. It's Connor Bramall. It's brilliant. Um, but yeah, the back back two are solid. Morrison, three or four games time, he'll be, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll be absolute class. Mm. Yeah, he will. 100%. Um, let's mop up some transfer stuff before we go. Joshua Hinchliffe says, he thinks we're after Woodrow and Hugo. We're linked. Do we think we'll sign them? Danny, I'll take, I'll take on this. I think from the rumours we hear, Hugo is fairly close. He wasn't in the Norwich squad at the weekend. Um, oh, I don't know whether that's a sign on. I have checked if, he's, if he has been in their squad, to be honest with you. But Hugo's a potential into. Yeah, <clears throat> I've seen a uh, a few things with uh, with Hugo being linked to us. Um, nothing really that concrete to do with him, but he is out of favour at Norwich. Uh, there was one rumour that he was going to Derby, um, mm. which is quite interesting because the previous manager has signed. Um, a young player from Norwich on loan. Um, so, might be going back <clears throat> to get Hugo. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but I've just got up Norwich's squad for their game against Coventry. Uh, let's have a look. No, no Hugo in that squad. So, could, could be something there. Mm, we'll have to wait and see with that one. But he is a, a centre-forward. So, and we are looking to sign centre-forwards and wide men now. So... Have to wait and see with that one. And the Woodrow one has got a little bit quiet. I mm. think there was that there was that initial rumour that popped up. But um yeah, that's gone quiet as well. But if we get Woodrow from Luton, that is a cracking signing. Mm. Yeah, it yeah. would be. Uh he was not in the squad at the weekend for Luton. I don't know if that's down to injury or not. Corley Woodrow. I mean, this is where we are. We're looking if that player's in squad and yeah, this, that, <laughs> he, he, he wasn't. Um, whether that's a sign or not, uh, the kid from from Manchester United as well, he's been linked. Um, yeah. again, I think he did play for Manchester United under 21 at the weekend, or certainly was in their squad. Um, so I don't know, I don't know if we'll have to, we'll have to we'll basically keep an eye on that, really. Um, Phil Oxley wants to know do we think Woodrow would fit into our style of playmaker? 
I think he would. You put him as a centre as a centre of the three up front. He's got a bit of physicality about him. I don't think he's particularly slow. He's a decent finisher. There's no reason why him or the like would not fit in perfectly to the system. No, there's no reason at all. And it's probably the missing piece of the jigsaw, realistically. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, either or, or both, whichever, whichever you want to do. Um, I'm waiting with bated breath because it's going to be quite interesting. The, the the quality of the signings that we've brought in so far is 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 top notch. Uh, championship experience, championship quality players. Um, so if that continues, fantastic. Fantastic, and both of those names obviously have got, have got quality and pedigree at this level. So, um, either or preferably both for me. Mm. Is that the area, Kev Striker? Is that the area that's the that if the, that needs to be done next, really? That we need a striker or two at least to fill that hole? Yeah, I think so. Mid, midfield as well, I think because like we are, we are going to lose one probably of the of Balas or uh, probably Balas might go so. Definitely strength in midfield, replace him somehow. Um, but for me, yeah, striker, that's what I'm missing. I'm missing someone who can... You know, we've got Kelly coming back from injury. I, I'm fully yeah. confident that if he gets a bit of championship football, he could score as 10-plus mm-hmm. goals. But I think yeah. that's what I'm missing. Someone, someone, like, someone like Hugo Law. The kid from Man U, I'm sure he's a, a fantastic... He's got 600 goals at youth level or whatnot. But is is the step up to championship football probably too big for him at that, mm-hmm. that young age? Um so I don't know, but you will. I, I believe they're still talking to him. Um, Norwich. It's a, the rumour is that it's, it's his wages. Norwich want him want to either take him permanently or subsidise his wages heavily. Where um, I think that's why he pull over to Derby because their embargo they call eight eight grand a week. I think uh, and Norwich want more than that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'd, I'd love to get you. He, he like it is the missing piece. Oh, Woodrow, too fair. Mm-hmm. Um, both can score goals, and Woodrow's used to playing with uh, obviously Barnsley who were. Similar to us, uh, always a, the lesser team skill wise. So, yeah, good signings. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and to be fair, uh, Tony Stewart is, you know, we've all, we've all <laughs> me included, said a few things about him, but um, so far, he's, yeah, he's, it's almost as if he listens to the show and there. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> never know. I never know. <clears throat> Yeah, well, let, let's wait till see what happens between now and end of window. If we sell the yeah. sell the and on bars for notes and get note back in, then Tony, offer Ollie a new contract quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so there's Rathbone rumours to go to Stoke. Saw stuff on Twitter, but I don't know what to believe. I don't think there's all in that. I think uh, Carl Scott says he's Stoke a skin. I mean, we've got Fossil because Stoke needed to get him off essentially yeah. off the wages. Um, Stoker not skin. Stoker not skin. Stoker back by about three six five. However, they are rich. They are absolutely asset stripping at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, they've got. They're getting rid of player after player after player and not bringing anybody in. So I don't know what the the plan is there. Um, maybe bet three six five are not. Um, maybe they've banned too many customers for winning and now they're, uh, they're able to, <laughs> to, to, to reel it in a little bit. I don't know, but. Um, we'll see. Even we'll if see. it's financial fair play, we, we obviously don't know exactly yeah. the exact of it. They might be sort of skirting the skirting the way around it. In fact, yeah, Alex Neal was just rocked up a few months ago, and then they're getting rid of everybody, and we're not be very happy. But I mean, it doesn't make any difference financial fair play, does it? What they're going to do? I guess they're not even going to get a slap on wrist, though, are they? Because they can just pay the way out of it. So um, you know, that's that's irrelevant. It just seems a bit weird 
what's happening there at the moment. You know, it, it doesn't it, it doesn't sit right. It's another one of those sort of some red flags coming out, isn't there? You know, getting rid of players and, and not bringing anybody in at all. Uh, and there's certainly a lot of unrest, or there appears to be some unrest amongst the, the fan base. Uh, wow. to what exactly is happening there? So I, I I can't see that. Maybe they're just going to have a stupid last week of the um, of the transfer window and, and and throw money throw money about, but. You're going to have to throw some proper money in our direction if you want Oli Rathbone, I'll tell you that right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Have to wait and see. Shall I see since Coke have not gambled responsibly? <laughs> that's a proper tickle me. Let's just, because we've got an enforced break now, Danny, we've got a week off because of, the, um, because of our inability to get through the third round of the FA Cup. Uh, on a regular basis. Um, we don't play against the Sheffield United game, which is obviously going to be a very incredibly tough game again. So we talk about our survival chances. We sit at 31 points after 28 games. That's obviously more than the point of game, which is just about keep you up if, if you keep going. Um, where are you seeing it? Again, we've, we're only really based off probably two performances. You know, this might not continue. Off these two performances, what are you saying? Are you saying, right, this is where we are, This that we can definitely stay up, or is there still a long road ahead? Um, I think... There, there is still a long road ahead, but it's certainly a shorter road than it used to be. Um, so we know what we need to do to stay up, and it looks like we're just starting to apply it now. We've had that massive run, which, to be fair, did kill us off a little bit. But you know, when don't Rotherham have a shocking run of form? You know, at least, at least this. Well, hopefully, it's the last run of really bad form till the end of the season, and it's come before the January window, so we know where to improve, and we've so far done that hmm. I'm still going to stick to my prediction of 16th-ish um, because when it works, it really does work for us, like take the Blackburn game for example as I said on the the um, <clears throat> on that podcast that that's probably pushed the ceiling up higher of how well we can play, Watford it's shown that we can go toe-to-toe with the ex-Premier League teams and still grind out a result against them um, so yeah, I'm just going to stick to 16th. Also, because the championship's really tight this year, like really tight. Watford are now closer to us than they are to the top two, and because we've drawn with them, like that's crazy. Third to about well, third to 24th, really. It's still quite compact. Like, and then oh, the Sheffield United and Burnley. You can discount Wigan; they're getting cut adrift, aren't they? Well, sort L- of, little bit, like little it. bit, yeah. But from third to twenty third, it's still quite compact, mm. isn't it? Um, it's going to be a very, very um, sloppy, changey last few games, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um, Phil Oxley and John S thinks fifty points won't be enough. I still think it will. To be honest with you, I still think you're talking mid forties, mid to late forties to stay up. Um, personally, but we'll see. Uh, the run of fixtures in February, Mick. This is February. Sheffield United at home, Blackpool away, Reading away, which is midweek, Coventry at home, Sunderland at home, which is midweek, and then Swansea away, which is now on Monday, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but there are points in there. If you mm-hmm. take this performance and move forward, we've already shown we can beat Sheffield United. We've, we've shown we battered Blackpool. We battered Reading. We should have beaten Coventry. We were awful against Sunderland. Uh, and we were unlucky not to get some at Swansea on day one. There's points in there, even if it's just six to nine points. You just need to keep that total moving over. Yeah. And 
you'll that'll see you see you right. Yeah, absolutely. Keep it ticking over. The, the, we, we've shown in the last two games and in games prior to the World Cup that there's nobody in this division that we need to be frightened of. Nobody at all. We can give anybody a game. Anybody. Um, and, and to be fair, I would argue that on our day, we could beat anybody in this division. Um, you know, and we, we, we've proved that. Uh, like As you rightly point out there, you know, we've gone away to Sheffield United and won the game. Uh, we're going away to Stoke. We've won the game. Uh, we've gone away to Watford the other day and there's an argument to say we could have won the game, not to say that we should, but we certainly could have um, and we weren't outplayed. So with nothing to be frightened of, nothing at all to be frightened of um, and there are teams in this division still who have got a lot to be frightened of um, because, you know, that like we've said before, the quality is not, is not there. My view is that, and I said this at the beginning of the season, we've got enough in this squad then and now we're adding to it not only with quality players but also with a change in management and an improvement, I think, in, in, in the quality of the management. Um, we, 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 should, we should and could be extremely comfortable come the end of the season. No question about that. Um, whether we will be, obviously, is another matter. Uh, we've got to maintain this level. Um, and if we do, we ain't got a problem. Genuinely, I don't think we've got a problem. We're going to be looking up, not down. I, I honestly believe that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, people talk about how tight the division is, Kevin. It is, it is, it is very, very tight. But I take you back two years ago, this, this time two years ago, there were six points between second bottom and, fifth, fifth and 14th. It's not a new thing, the championship, of how tight it is. So people always say, well, we, we just sort of double the points from here. It's never as simple. Like we went down with 45 yeah. points or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't replicate itself. And it, we, two years ago, I think Cardiff went on a run. They won four or five in a row and they were safe. And that's all it needs. You just need a bit of a run. Build yourself a gap and you're comfortable then, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think it's the way the way we're playing. It's probably giving us a bit more confidence. Uh, like, like Mick says, we've, well, we've, we've drawn with Watford at home, drawn with Watford away, beat Blackburn. Chef and I to the way, and none of them games. And nobody can say that we were lucky or you know we didn't deserve it. We, you know, Sheffield, we had a lot, of, they had a lot of um, pressure and they had a lot of possession and all. But I don't think they had a real like scoring. Um, mm. Blackpool certainly didn't. You know, Watford had quality, but we done well to hold them twice. We, we, we're playing really well. I think it's the way we're going into the games. And credit to Matt Taylor again for that because under previous management, we we would have gone there and played four five one and just sat back and. Try to get some on counter. Whereas this this time we're actually attacking teams and looking like we can pick up these wins and mix mm. right. I think anybody can beat anybody in the, in this league. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't think forty five. I think fifty might be enough, but it's going to be close. We're very close. I think Wigan might get get off and have they've got a three point suspended penalty, or whatever. But that might come in. But there might be some other teams yet. It be it be some financial irregularities. Maybe Stoke. Maybe Reading. Uh, but we, obviously we can't rely on that. We seem to do our own business, and and we make. I think we should definitely look in um, up rather than down. Yeah, hundred percent. Josh Cliff says we've got forty-two points two years ago. Derby had forty-three, and we would have stayed up on goal difference. But if for a foul on Victor, was given us a goal. Don't say <laughs> that. He'll set me off. Don't say that. Don't, don't <laughs> set me off, Josh. Come on. Um, we've got to. We've got to the hour mark. Don't set him off. <laughs> no. Well, I'm going to try and set him off now. Uh, Mick, the Swansea game. 
we're going to finish on this. The Swans again uh, within what is it, six weeks of, of the game being played has been moved from a Saturday afternoon to a Monday night at eight pm by Sky Sports, um, who care so much about football fans, obviously. Um, is there a defence for Sky Sports at this point? Is there any way that you say, right, I could see X, Y, and Z, they've done this all right, or is it just an absolute joke like I think it is? How, how can there be any any excuse? How can there possibly be any excuse? And you know what? I mean, there, there are people, and I, I can't remember the chap's name, I think it's Liam, whose birthday weekend it is. He's, he's, he's paid for a hotel for the, the weekend down in Swansea for the game on Saturday. And, and now it's been moved to eight o'clock on a Monday night. What recompense does he get for that? Does what recompense does anybody get for any arrangements that they've made? You know, um, Sky are losing money by the sounds of it on the football, on their football um, subscriptions, and quite rightly so. I'm glad that they are. Um, they deserve to because they they're no, they have absolutely zero interest in anything other than trying to make money and 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 everything else and and and. You know, rather than United, they're not going to get um, huge, huge subscription. They're not going to get huge, huge viewers watching rather United or a huge number of viewers watching rather United games. So we're not going to be given any consideration whatsoever. You know, they're, they're, they're contracted to, to 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 show each team from the Championship however many times. So mm. they'll just do whatever suits them uh, and stuff everybody else. Well, you know, that's there's nothing we can do about it. Um, but it, it stinks. It absolutely stinks. Really does. Yeah. Another question is, Danny, uh, that who wants to watch Rotherham and Swansea on a Monday <laughs> night at eight o'clock? Seriously, you just yeah. you just don't want to watch it. And and I'll give you another. Sheffield United are playing Watford that weekend. Yeah, and I know that's I know that's a long travel. I know it'd be annoying for them to change it, but I'd want to watch that as neutral. That is much more interesting. Robinson's Swansea. It makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, right. I had I had quite an in-depth conversation with our lass about this, about it being moved, because we were both furious about this getting moved because um she was off work, I was gonna fork out and go, and we were really looking forward to it because we like the long away days. But we're not going on a Monday night. That that's no. ridiculous. But it's like yeah, you'll have the people who would have travelled from Rotherham and maybe a bit more of the population of Swansea watching them games and then potentially the neutral watching the game because they're interested in football. But like you say, surely the neutrals are more interested in Sheffield United-Watford, second against third or fourth or either Watford end up, than, than watching Rotherham go to, go to Wales to a team that's like they drew 1-1 with earlier in the season. Yeah. Like... It, it it's it's not the game that should be on live TV. If I'm being honest, like it's great that we're is, and I'm going to hit record and hopefully we win. But we've got a great record, don't we? That's all they're Yeah, to. yeah, we've got a good record. Like maybe Sky are trying to go. We need to break Rotherham's duck of always not losing on Sky, and that's why they put it on. Mm. But it's like oh, it, it's a it's a killer that mm. one. We've gone from maybe taking what four five hundred max to mm. it will be lucky to if hundred and fifty there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's it's not first in the season, Kev. You took them in the Middlesbrough game, which were which were again moved to an eight o'clock on a Saturday night. I mean, just they're just helping themselves. Sky Sports and Mick talks about losing money. Well, I don't care if they're going to start messing around with football clubs like this. It's just it's just rubbish. 
Yeah, and I, I know his Coventry game, but I don't think that was Sky Sports, I think that was more Coventry, but it just messes up people's weekends. I had my train tickets booked for Coventry on the Saturday, then they changed to a Sunday, so I changed my train line at £10 fee, and then it got canned anyway, you just lost the money, it's just crazy, they don't, they don't think of people. Like everyone says, who, 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 who in the right mind would want to watch? And why, why is Sky Sports even thinking? Oh, that'll be a cracker. Swansea Rover, that'll be an absolute <laughs> And, you know, there's, there's, um, there's so many other games. Like you said, there's uh, the Sheffield-Watford game. There's the Lancashire-Preston-Wigan. That, that'd be a cracker. Yeah. Local derby and whatnot. Middlesbrough-West Brom. Surely, mm-hmm. surely neutrals want to watch that. They don't want to watch us. <laughs> I wonder if we, we, we can't be the only, only, only team in the country going, why do you want to watch us? <laughs> 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 unless the wants is to unless the nurse ones are obviously on, on the day they are a good team unless they want them to thump as far five nil and True. bit of entertainment but it's just it's a strange decision it's just not fair on fans they don't, they don't think about the fans one little bit and it's just so wrong mm. Mm. there's not enough notice for it they should, they should be done three months in advance TV games should yeah. be done really really far in advance it's like what literally what six weeks it's just it's just not good enough but this guy don't care. Um, what, are you, what are you going to do? What are we going to do? Um, right, I think. We'll and, and, and then, oh, sorry. just to ramble on about Sky, but then the Sheffield United game, which is a local derby, isn't <laughs> on Sky. Yeah. No. <laughs> that would draw some bare attention from neutrals. That Sheffield United against Rotherham. Oh, Rotherham beat them earlier in the season. You know, a team that's be, going up basically against. Yeah, yeah, a team that's basically going up versus the yeah. team fighting in relegation, and the one that's yeah. fighting relegation won earlier in the season, and it's a local Ooh. derby. They did get a fair few million viewers on that, but Rotherham Swansea. Burnley Huddersfield on the same night, Rotherham, when they moved out. Like I say, you want entertainment, Burnley will probably knock five or six by Huddersfield, so get that one yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, Wayne, Wayne says the positive if Swansea will save a fortune, they get some TV money and they get less police insured costs. I suppose that's true for Swansea, but we don't care about them. Um, anything else anybody wants to mention before we uh, knock it on, Ed? I do. I mean, just just to say that we uh, we were bang average yesterday and uh, shouldn't really have um, <laughs> should have been a straight three points for uh, <laughs> Watford. I mean, I, I, yeah, that must be true because somebody on telly said it. So <laughs> it, it were nice to hear um, Slav and Billy. For, obviously, he didn't say too much, too many nice things about us, but he did say that you know the best chance of the game did fall to us. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of were, they were backhanded compliment, but it would, would be nice for a, an opposition manager to come out and actually said, you know what, mm. these guys deserve a bit of credit, but they never will. No, 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 no true. They won't. They'll just say teams like Rotherman, stuff like that, as yeah. they do. Yeah. And all I'll, say, all I'll say, lads, is we should be really beating teams like Watford. It's a fair comment, and I don't I don't see how anybody could dis- possibly disagree with that. Mm. Anybody. Absolutely. Rotherham should be in Premier League. Oh, that's going to come back and bite me, isn't it? Right, we'll do it there. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. If you haven't subscribed already, please subscribe on YouTube. We're 8-6-something. We're chasing 900 very shortly, hopefully. So please do subscribe if you haven't already. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please make sure you have subscribed on there and give us a five-star rating if you can as well. Uh, we will tweet out the link for the Just Game page for Henry Evans later after this. Danny sent me the link, so I'll, tw- I'll tweet that out for anybody that's, uh, that can or want to 
uh, share it or 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 donate. And uh, follow Kev for the shirts uh, shirt giveaway over the next next week or yep. so uh, over there. Uh, so Mick, thank you very much. Teased it, got, got a rant out at your end, which is uh, was what I aim to do every week. Thank you very much. <laughs> what, <was that? laughs> what did I rant about? I don't remember ranting, but there you Sky. go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for being with us, Kev. It's been a pleasure to speak to you, mate. No problem. Well, if, if, if we carry on this um, good transfer window, I might, I might come on with a Team Stuart t-shirt next time. So, <laughs> Stuart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Danny, pleasure to speak to you, mate. Thank you for being with us. Yep, always a pleasure. Um, looking forward to having a look at this auction for Kev's Rotherham Hospice thing. And there are things in the works for my own Rotherham Hospice thing. Details mm. coming shortly. Oh, um... Mike Miller says, are we on Thursday? Are we back on Thursday? No. We're not going to do an episode on Thursday because there's nothing good. To, there's no game to preview. We may do an episode next Sunday, depending on transfers. If there's been three or four signings, we'll probably do an episode to, to talk about that. But we're going to allow me, Mick and Danny a, a Thursday off, Please. which our partners will be very happy about, probably. But anyway, we'll see you all uh, next week at the earliest. So thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Ravel. Vicious. But brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.